Hello and welcome to Wattcast. My name is Roger Watson and these podcasts are dedicated to readings of various articles that I've had published in newspapers and magazines. They reflect my views on politics, the pandemic and current affairs. Thank you very much for listening. Are even the Covid fanatics starting to see sense? This is my column for TCW Defending Freedom of 3rd of October 2023. For readers of TCW and anyone else with an ounce of sense, the Covid-19 narrative has been dodgy from the start, but there's evidence that, even in the eyes of the global health fanatics, cracks may be beginning to appear. The global health community of no louder megaphone than Global Health Now, published by the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Its daily newsletters have been pushing the long Covid story for all it was worth. Seemingly no longer. Only last week we reported on the BMGA Evidence-Based Medicine article which exposed the poor quality of research into long Covid and the difficulties in defining, let alone diagnosing it. This study was linked surprisingly in Global Health Now. That said, normal service was soon resumed when Global Health Now provided a link to a study reporting that 18 million Americans say they have long COVID. There is a considerable gap between saying you have something and being diagnosed with it. And we've been at pains in these pages to point out how, with the extreme inclusivity and sheer vagueness of the list of long COVID symptoms, for example, pins and needles and depression and anxiety, if we put our minds to it, we could probably all claim to have it. But in what must be a body blow to the vaccine-obsessed, a recent large study among non-menstruating women in Norway, published in Science Advances, has shown that 13% had experienced unexpected vaginal bleeding. Reporting the study in its news section, Nature was quick to point out that, in general, the COVID vaccines have been found to be safe and effective. This does prompt the question as to what is safe and effective about vaccines that are demonstrably killing people and which are also ineffective. This must be a serious issue, as even the frontline COVID-19 narrative-pushing organ Medscape has not been able to avoid reporting it. Nevertheless, the main study and the report make it clear that there's a link between the COVID-19 vaccines received by the women in the study and the unexpected bleeding. The Norwegian authors state our findings indicate that the COVID-19 vaccines, or the host response to them, can lead to vaginal bleeding in a wide range of women. Using the postmenopausal women as their own controls, the authors say in postmenopausal women, the risk of vaginal bleeding was increased two to threefold in the four weeks after vaccination, as compared with the pre-vaccination period. The fact that the irregularities are reserved in recipients of both the COVID-19 vaccines available in Norway, Comirnaty and Spikevax, which are both mRNA-based vaccines, according to the authors, suggest a mechanism related to the severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2 SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, and not to other vaccine components. We already know how the vaccine-induced COVID spike proteins are found almost everywhere in the body, and now we know that they persist which is not good news for anyone experiencing side effects such as postmenopausal bleeding. In other COVID news, also reported in Global Health Now, another triumph for the emergency use approval for emergency use read untested of an anti-COVID drug by the US Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, 
has emerged. The COVID-19 antiviral drug molnupiravir, purportedly effective against the COVID-19 virus, could be triggering mutations of the virus which are then transmissible. The studies published in Nature and according to the University of Minnesota Center for Infectious Disease and Research Policy, SIDRAP, fears about this happening were raised and clearly ignored. As one researcher in the field said, this should have been greater concern. All we can say is, yes, like a great many aspects of the international response to COVID-19. This podcast was produced in association with youthpublicationslimited.com.